Well, all right, here we once again, here we are at Pastor B's kitchen table, and this is our pre-Christmas podcast. We know that Christmas is not just right around the corner, it's right, it's at your back door. And soon and very soon, you will be having those great festive times at Christmas, celebrating the birth of our Savior and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I am glad to have a brother with me who has been with us before. He's one of the greatest counselors throughout this whole country. Uh, Dr. <laughs> Dr. Rose, uh, thank God. Dr. Rose, say hello to the kitchen table audience, will you please? Hello, kitchen table audience. And it's a, it's a pleasure and a privilege to be a part of this great discussion. Amen. And Doc, I've summoned you back because you, you said you're counseling people throughout, you and your wife together, counseling people throughout this country all the time. And certainly in a season like this, you've had to encounter what I'm going to talk about here at the kitchen table is about sadness during Christmas. Because though there's so much festive involved with it, there's so much just the miracle of birth of Christ, there's great celebration. But yet for many people, this is a very, very sad time. Uh, they've lost loved ones. They have loved ones who are incarcerated. They have family members which they have rifts with and they're not able to get with their family members. Their money's not right during this time of the season and they feel alone. And so for those who right now, they, 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 they want to celebrate, they believe in the Savior, but they just got a sad heart during this season. Let's talk about that for a moment because someone needs some, some encouragement today. So Doc, let me hear from you. Yeah, it's a, it's a very uh, a challenging time for, you know, for everyone, especially with COVID and everything else and, you know, inflation and, you know, that yeah. just complicate matters. And then on top of that, you know, the one that you love uh, yeah. or the one that you uh, are close to at one time is the relationship has been severed or you've lost a loved one. It can be a very uh, challenging time for many people. Uh, and there, there's an influx of marital problems this time of year as well. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing an increase in marriage cases, people, people reaching out for marriage counseling. So this time of year, it's, a, it's supposed to be a, a merry Christmas, but a lot of yeah. times for many, many people it's not. It, it, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a down and out Christmas, okay? So holidays can be, can be very uh, devastating for some people. Yeah, Doc. I, I was reading a report that said that December oftentimes leads the entire year when it comes to suicide. That yes. People have, have these deep, depressed at times. Why, why do you think that exists? Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Pastor Ham, can you ask the question again? Yeah, I said, what do you think contributes to that? What, what do you think caused that to exist? I mean, I mean the, the, the high rate of suicide during this time of year? Yeah, yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, well, I, I think it exists because the this time of year, everyone seems to be happy and shopping, and the person who is who is struggling is reminded mm. that there is no reason to celebrate. So it reminds them of their of their sense of hopelessness. I have nothing to, I have nothing to be joyful for. I have nothing to be merry about. Uh, and it, it's almost uh, insulting to some people. Oh, that's a good word. Uh, to, 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 so, uh, to see others rejoicing. Uh, and really, it's also uh, driven by envy, some of it. In other words, mm. you know, you have a reason to be happy. I, I want that, but I'm, I'm not there. And yeah. uh, I am, I am um, unwilling to accept what God has allowed to happen in my life. Ooh, my God is ooh. supposed to be a good God, 
Yeah. He, allow, he allows me to have experience trouble in relationships. Um, he's taking my loved one or my, 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 my spouse is thinking about divorcing me. You know, so, so how can a good God allow such horrible things to happen to me? And, and so people, uh, will, some people will go to get so desperate because they want to alleviate themselves of the anxiety and the racing thoughts uh, yeah. that, that, that is plaguing them and the pain, emotional pain that they're experiencing to the point to where they decide that I am going to take my own life. And so, so they, they really, the whole, the whole purpose of doing that is to retaliate hmm. against, against those who hurt me or to retaliate against God himself. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to accept this. So yeah. I'm going to put an end to this. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not gonna live like this. Yeah, yeah that's what you, you know. I was, I was, I was reading some material doc and it talked about how, in a season like this, when as you said, there's so much celebration and family and food and so many get-togethers that the people who don't feel a part of that, they they refuse to reach out because they feel as if I don't want to rain on your parade. I don't want to. I don't want to be invited to your house when I know that I have this sadness in my heart. So the actual isolationism uh, becomes even greater than it had ever been before because everybody else seems to have this great party going on and they don't want to be a party pooper. Therefore, they just don't engage. Y yes, it does. Yeah. You kind of broke up just a little bit, but you're right. Uh, isolate People have a tendency to isolate themselves uh, and we call that in counseling a person who is fleeing. Mm. All right. So, so typically when we are in good standings with God, when we're loving God as we should, we're loving others as we should, we're accepting what God allows to happen in our lives. We want to worship him and be thankful. And also we want to love other people. It gives us a desire to give us peace of mind, first of all. Right. And then it gives us, it compels us to, to, to be at ease because we are, we're right with God and others. And then we, it compels us also to, to have a desire to draw closer to others. Yeah. Yeah. But typically, yeah. but when I'm, when I'm angry with God or, I have a problem with other folks. Uh, I want to run from God. Instead of run to God, I run away from God. Instead of running to people, I run away from them. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and that's, that, that's a, and to be isolated all by yourself is to be in a bad place. Yeah. Because that, 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 is, that, is, that goes against the grain of what God expects, of God, how God made us. We are, we're designed to be social beings, to interact with other people. Yeah. You're not doctor. Somebody's watching and listening online right now. And they're saying, Dr. Rose, you're so insensitive. You don't understand the depth of my loss and what I lost and who I lost and the state of my lifestyle, what my lifestyle used to be versus what it is now. You don't understand my loss. And so you don't understand why I feel the way that I feel. And so how do you speak to that? Well, I speak to that. So, so, so people have a different reasons for grieving. Okay, it's a loss of a loved one, a loss of a job, a broken relationship, loss of a son or daughter, husband or wife, mother or father. Uh, people have different reasons for, for grieving. But one of the common reasons uh, people grieve or a person will respond that way, like you say, you know, Pastor, you don't understand what I'm going through. Yeah, uh, one of the because they because people have a sense to uh, have a, a tendency to be self-centered. In other words, yeah. it's not about the person I, that I lost. 
It's not about my broken relationship. It's about me. Yeah. It's about I am I am the victim here. Yeah. And no one understands what I'm going through. I always tell, tell people, I listen, I never understand, I'll never say I understand what you're going through. I don't. My heart goes out to you. Yeah. You know, but I, I will never I can never say I understand what you're going through, how you're feeling. But God knows how you feel. Yeah, yeah. He knows where you are. He knows your pain. And not only that, he is a a heart mender. Yes, sir. Yes, he is. There's a scripture, there's, there's a scripture that comes to the scripture that comes to mind, and and that is uh, Psalms one forty seven. Uh, one forty seven three it says, "He heals the brokenhearted, mm -hmm. and he binds up their wounds." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and that word brokenhearted in, in the Hebrew means to be broken to small pieces. Mm. Like shattered, yeah. Shattered, yes. Like yeah. like you're shattering a glass. You drink, you drop a crystal glass and it explodes to small right. pieces. Right. So people, God says, it says here that God heals those who have been shattered on the inside. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. He, he 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 binds up their wound. In other words, uh, when you get a, a scar, or a, a cut, you know the doctors will go in and, and operate and they will stitch you back together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And so, so in other words, God, He sit, He sits just the brokenhearted back together. Mm, mm, mm. That's what His Word says. Yeah, yeah. Doctor Rose, how does the Lord do that? Someone's asking the question right now. Man, I sure want the Lord to do that for me, uh, because someone's feeling shattered, and that's what the thing that I see. I'm engaging. I'm talking to congregants. I'm talking to believers. This is not unbelievable. Talking to believers, and they just feel so shattered, and they felt this way all year long, but it, but it's magnified now during this Christmas celebration season. And so how does the Lord go through the healing process? What does that look like? Well, here's, here's how it looks. First of all, the Lord wants us to share our heart with him. Yeah. If, if you're angry with God or, or you, you're questioning God, you have doubts or you, you have some anxieties or you're depressed, God wants you to share your heart with him. That's the first thing. Yeah. And you have to realize also is that what you're going through is more than you can handle. Yeah. From your perspective, okay? That's a good word. That's a good word. That's right. That's right. It's, it's more than you can handle. Yeah. And you need something or someone bigger than you. Yeah. To carry the load that you can't carry. All right, so Paul said this, have a load on me. This is second 12, see, second Corinthians 12, 9. Like Paul had the thorn on his side. It's more than I can yeah. bear, Lord. I've, I've yeah. cried out to you three times, yeah. and I'm still carrying this thorn on my side. And then the Lord answered, that my grace is sufficient. Mm -hmm. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. So we need, to, we need to cry out to God, share our pain with him. and Ask God for wisdom. Ask God for peace. Ask God to help you accept what he has allowed to happen in your life. Mm -hmm. And you have to trust him. Yeah, yeah. And watch this now. It's not about feelings. Okay. Okay. It's about you make a choice. Yeah. To, to whereas, Lord, I'm giving you my feelings. Mm -hmm. I'm depending on you. Mm -hmm. 
and and some of some of the miraculous happen because we yeah. need divine intervention. We can't. The problem is we try to we try to resolve our issues and deal with some of our pain uh, through our flesh. And the flesh is always uh, focuses on me, myself, and I, and my feelings. Mm-hmm. But we need the divine intervention. We, we need to hold the empower, the power, the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit to help us uh, to, to depend on God, to trust God, to give to give it to God, to put it in His hands. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. D- Doctor Rose, uh, how do you know who to allow to partner in your pain? This is a very fragile state that many are in. And they agree that God, and I, I thank you for saying that, is that you don't have to be superman, superwoman, super dad, super mom. This is too much for you to bear. God has to bear it. And God's going to do his part. He's going to provide the wisdom, provide the Holy Spirit, provide the counsel from his word. But how do you know who to let humanly come alongside and be the enfleshment of God in your life in a time like this? Well, I always suggest, I always suggest that people, that God provides avenues for healing. Uh, and one is other, one of the biggest one, biggest source, a resource for healing is other people. Mm-hmm. Other people who have lost a loved one. Other people who are like you have hurt, have been hurt yeah. uh, because of a broken relationship. Other people who've lost a father or mother. So, so other people who have suffered the same loss that you have. Yeah. Yet they have a testimony how they made it through. So those are the individuals that you need to connect with. I would recommend highly recommend that you connect with people, people like you. Yeah, 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 yeah. People who are in a bad way and they need the Lord to come through, and He came through for them. And he's promised to do the same thing for us as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so we got to have a listening yeah. ear and an open eye to begin looking for those kind of people that God is positioning to our lives. Because that is part of the healing process, as you're saying. Uh, Dr. Rose, someone's asking, so where do I start? <clears throat> where do I start? It's, it's Christmas. I've got gifts under the tree. I've got lights on the tree. I've got all these festivities and I got family coming over. But on my inside, there's a sadness and a sorrow that I cannot verbalize. But I, but I, I like what you're saying. So they're saying, but where should we start? Where would you encourage them to begin today? Well, I, I, w- I would encourage you to do a, a few things. First of all, let me start by saying uh, what you should what you should not do. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> all right. All right. And so, so what you shouldn't do, you should not don't allow doubt to seep in. Yeah. And, and 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 doubt is when you you begin to question God, uh, you question God's faithfulness, you question God's goodness. Uh, you good. You question God's presence. Uh, you get, you question God's power and God's sufficiency. D- don't allow doubt to set in. Now, I'm, not, now, I'm not talking about your feelings. Now, your feelings are going to be opposed to that. Your, your feelings are going to be right in line with those things I just mentioned. Uh, but you, but you, you want to don't allow doubt to set in. Spend time reading through the book of Psalms. Book of Psalms, beautiful mm-hmm. book, very, very encouraging words there. Yeah. Songs of praise about God. And then don't become envious of others. Don't be don't don't look at others and get angry because they have something that you want that you want. Otherwise, you, you want what they have. They have it and you don't, and you're mad at them because they have it and you don't. So don't don't allow envy to set in. Uh, don't become angry with God. 
yeah. and others. Don't harbor anger in your heart. Don't have a self-pity party. Be down on yourself. Uh, and here's the, here's the number one thing. Do not isolate yourself from other people because other people are avenues for healing that God has provided for us. Don't do that. Yeah. But here's some other things you, that you can do. Be honest with yourself where you are. Mm -hmm. And be honest with God where you are. Share your pain, your sorrow with him, your hopelessness. Yeah. Uh, your complaints yeah. with God, yeah. all right, and and ask God to help you make uh, to help you to 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 mend your broken heart, to wound your to, to mend your wounds, and then yeah. you want to run to Jesus, yeah, because He is our Comforter, yeah, and and He supplies all that we need for yes. life and living. Then you need, you need to rely on the Holy Spirit, not yourself, not the flesh. You need to trust. I'm not talking about your feelings now. You are making a mindset, Lord, I'm going to trust in the power of the Holy Spirit to, to, to guide my thoughts, to control my heart, to guard my heart. And also you want to seek a God's resources, like the church, uh, the one another's. When I lost my mother, I, I said to myself, you know, I, uh, I don't want any church folks calling me. <laughs> I don't want any deacons praying alone, deacons praying. I didn't want to be left alone. But yeah. you know how I made it through? Church folks. It, yeah. Church folks, yeah. Loving on me. Say, hey, I'm sorry about your loss. I, one side, I think, I didn't think 40 people told me how much they cared about me and concerned about me. That, want, that melted my heart. Yeah. So you need other people. We need others because we find comfort in other people. Then you need to, de to develop some, some, some spiritual habits, disciplines, like spending time in God's word and spending time in corporate worship. And here's another another one also. Celebrate eternity. Yeah. Talk about that, Doc. If your loved one is a believer, then they're in a, they're in a good place. Yeah. In the presence of God. How do you know that? Are you there? No, you're not in the presence of God, so to speak. But the word God says that. Yeah. So because God's word says it, I'm going to embrace it as truth. And, and I'm going to encourage you to do the same. Embrace God's word as, as truth. Your loved one, if they're a believer, they are in eternity. They may not have been perfect, but they're there if they accepted Christ. And then you need to grieve with one eye on your heart, on your hurt, but the other eye is on eternity. Yes, mm. the, the pain is real. We're not, we're not minimizing that at all. Yes, we know your pain is you're real. Your, your grief is real. Uh, Things, the blues that you experience, the gloom that you experience, it's real. Yes, we do. Mm -hmm. Okay, but the cross. Yeah. <laughs> but the cross. You know that, that's the eternal life to those in Jesus, and so, so we can find healing there, and we can find comfort in that reality. And then leave room in your tears for a for times of celebration. Mm -hmm. What is it about that person's life that you can celebrate? Or yeah. what do you need to do to fix this relationship, to make it right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right? And then also uh, stay connected with others who is experiencing the same thing, maybe a phone call or a prayer, a yeah. breaking bread together. Yeah. Uh, and come around the, the kitchen table and tell stories, <laughs> you know, things that you've done when you were younger, uh, 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 wonderful stories of the person that was not, no, no longer there. Uh, uh, just think about the great times uh, that you have with that person. And also, 
I think about how far, how, how much God has blessed you. Yes, sir. If, if, he, if, if God doesn't do anything else, yes. he's done more than enough in your life. Think about your blessings over the last 20 or 30 years, 40 years, 50 years. God has kept you, he's blessed you, and he's still continuing to keep you. Right? Yes. And, he, and uh, he has a track record. <laughs> yes, he in does. Your, a proven track record in your life. So, so, Dr. Rowe, you're saying that even in the midst of feeling what we feel right now in this season and, 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 and the woes and the weariness, that we can still worship, that although you may not have what you had before, may not have who you had before, may not have a, a house full of people, but yet we can still worship our, our, our incarnate Savior, who, as you said about the cross, who didn't just come, but he died. And he was buried and he, he rose and he lives today. So you're saying that even within our homes, our apartments, our townhomes, wherever we may be, that it's, it's God still deserves the worship from within the context of our families. Oh, oh absolutely. God, God still deserves the worship. And, and so we can find comfort in the attributes of God. Attributes like what? First of all, God is the supreme authority. Uh, he can do whatever he wants to do. He's the ruler over heaven and earth. Then he, God is sovereign. He can, this, that's the way in which he exercises his authority. So he can do whatever he wants to do, when he wants to do it. And he's also a sufficient God. That means he provides all that we need. He's a, he's a mm. providential God. Uh, he's a long-suffering God. That is, he puts up with us. He's a yeah. forgiving God. Uh, he's a good God. Yes. He's a merciful God. Uh, he's, in other words, he... he we don't get the punishment that we deserve. Yes, sir. And he's also a gracious God uh, to give, to show us favor, although we don't deserve it. Yeah. So, so, so when we're going through, you know, this time of Christmas and we're feeling gloomy and down. Yeah. Think about who God is. Amen. 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 And all Doc. of his magnificent attributes. Yeah. Yeah. Doc, you you have just verbalized what the psalmist says. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continue to be in my mouth. And, and, and so many times we say that in a Sunday morning service when everything's high. But yet, when life gets low, it gets low, the Lord still deserves to be worshipped and to be praised and to be in his name to be lifted up. So, wow, what a statement, Doc. I, I, th I think you've helped somebody at the kitchen table today uh, as they prepare for their tomorrow. Uh, because at the end of the day, God is still God. God is still in charge. God has not left us. He's with us. He's for us. And God will carry us through. Whatever we're in right now, he will carry us through. Wow, wow. He's with us. Thank God. Emmanuel, Emmanuel. Uh, God, God is with us. He's man, He's with us. Now, he wasn't just with Mary and Joseph. He's with us now. He's with us. And that makes all the difference in the world. Dr. Rose, I want to give you the final word. I know you got to go check your your pipes, make sure nothing bursts at your house. Wait for this inclement weather. But I want you to give you the last word, just to share with the kitchen table audience, just one closing word. Well, I'm going to share this. Um, if you've lost a loved one, uh, and, and that seems to be the most common case this time of year, mm -hmm. I always ask this question here. If your loved one was sitting right here next to you right now, right now, and you were able to talk to them, what do you think they would say to you? That is, what would they what would they ask of you? 
what do they expect of you now that they're gone? What would be their words to you in terms of what they expect you to do going forward? Uh, and and so 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 we need to we need to we can mourn yes, uh, but we can rejoice in the Lord and who He is. We also can we can honor the one who's gone, yeah. our loved one who's passed away, yeah. by doing what that person would have liked for us to have done. For example, it could be your father, mother, male pass on who always wanted you to make amends with your siblings with mm. your brothers and sisters or uh, uh, someone has passed along who's always wanted you to move on with your life uh, to, to do certain things in life to be happy to go on and, and if you think about what that loved one expects of you you can honor that person by making them proud yeah yeah doing yeah. one of them by doing what you know they will want yeah, 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 yeah. That's how. That, yeah. That's my my last word there. Wow, what a word, dog! If they were sitting in front of you, wow. Just just thinking that makes me think about you know so many family members, especially my mother, and and she would say, "Live, live, do what do what God left you here to do." My time's over. Now it's, it's your turn. It's your turn. I, I I that just came to mind. My mama, go live, go through. My mom never got to see me. Uh, preach or be a pastor um, that I'm aware of. I don't, I don't know what the Lord let us see on the other side, but, but I know that before she left, she, she saw me get saved and she saw my life change. And she said, hey, my time's up. You go live. You go do what God called you. I, I finished my race. Now you go run your race. Uh, and you, thank you, and Dr. Your, Rose. And your family member, your, your mother is smiling from heaven. I know yeah. she is. And it's a good feeling to know that your loved one that they they know that you're doing what you what they will require of you to do. You're doing that, and they smile from heaven. My mother, I got my master. She told me two things. She said, "Love your two brothers. Yeah, look out for each other. No matter how long you live, you look out for each other." And then she said, "You got your masters. Go ahead and get your doctorate." Mm. So what am I doing? Getting doctorate. I'm at, I'm 60 years old, yeah. working in school. Working towards a doctorate. Yeah, 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 Doc. Doc. Wow. Doc, this has been an awesome uh, pre Christmas podcast. Kitchen table, we just came to you because, you know, I love you and we always want to deal with all the pertinent issues from a biblical perspective. But as, but as we watch the world really just throw in the towel, jump off buildings, have suicide attempts, leave suicide notes, you don't have to take your life. You don't have to check out. Uh, God has a purpose and a plan for your life, and God wants to use you. Yes, hurt is a part of it, but as, but as Dr. Rose said, that the Lord told uh, told uh, Paul, my grace is sufficient, that when you're weak, I'm going to make you strong. And we trust him to make us strong. So may you share this with your family, share with your friend, gather people around your kitchen table and share this and believe God today and bless his name in spite of everything. Bless his name, bless his name, bless his name. I'll see you again soon here at the kitchen table. May God bless you, may God keep you, and may God give you a very, very blessed day. See you soon. Bye-bye.